This week I was out of town for the community drop-in groups, so didn't have a recording to offer for the podcast. So I decided to come back and share a conversation I offered for Temple Bethel here in Charlotte uh, a couple of weeks ago. They had invited me to be part of a panel discussion on exploring healing the mind from religious, spiritual, and mindfulness perspectives. I loved this invite to explore healing the mind from these perspectives. So this is what I had to offer. At the beginning, I want to say that while I grew up Presbyterian and then spent many years as a practicing Quaker, I'm not now part of any specific religious tradition. And so for me, this really is about mindfulness and spirituality. In my professional life, I teach mindfulness classes very much from a neuroscience and humanistic perspective. But for me, this is entirely about attending to my spirituality and about offering a space where others can also deepen in that perspective for themselves, whatever their path is as well. I love word roots. The root of the word spiritual is related to inspiration or breath. The way I think of that is What brings us to life? What gives us a sense of meaning, a sense of sacred? Sacred is another word I've thought about the roots of a lot. And for me, this word is about being alive to a gifted essence that's available in any moment, all moments whether a moment of joy, a moment of deep challenge, a moment of mundane boredom. And at the heart of it, this is all mindfulness is, waking up to the gift inherent in every moment. What's really beautiful is that we all already know something about this. So if you pause right now and just take a couple of nice deep in and out breaths. Feel into the aliveness of the body, the body sitting in the chair here. And then from this space of breath, body, aliveness, allow a moment to come to mind and heart when you felt really alive, awake, connected in some maybe ineffable way. Maybe what comes to mind is a small moment of seeing a sunset, a bird flying. Maybe it's something that was much more life impactful, the birth of a child. Whatever comes to mind, consider what's present when you have these moments of knowing what it's like to be awake and in touch with a sacred giftedness of a moment. 
kind of qualities are present. When you are in touch, deeply in touch with the healing flow of life, Breathing in, breathing out. And then let yourself consider what separates you from this. What shuts you down? So these are beautiful, useful questions to live with if we hunger for healing in our lives. What I would say is that while most everyone can identify moments of being awake to life and moments of being shut down, it's much harder for us in the midst of stressful, busy lives to know how to reliably support ourselves with staying in touch with that essence that makes life rich, that opens us to healing, connection, well-being, And this is what I love so much about mindfulness. There are real teachable skills we can learn to support ourselves in this path if we're willing to practice them over time. Mindfulness is a training of opening mind heart in the direction of healing. Which makes me come to want to say what I mean by the word mindfulness. In a lot of ways, I think this is a really poor word choice for that quality of awareness that encompasses mind, heart, and body. When you look at how this quality is pointed to in other cultures, it's often called mind, heart. But when we Westerners who have this tendency to live from the neck up in the head, pick a word to point to that quality, we drop the heart and we just call it mindfulness. So really, when I say the word mindfulness, a better word would be mind heartfulness. Mind heart. Always needed both parts. What I think of with this quality is a non-judgmental way of paying attention to whatever is arising in my thoughts, what's arising in my emotions, what's arising in my body and the world around me with a lot of wisdom and kindness, with a lot of clear mind and strong heart. There is this spacious, open, naturally wise and compassionate awareness that's always available and that we can begin to learn how to access through this practice, how to drop into in a reliable way. It's learning how to drop into that kind of awareness of myself and others that allows me to be responsive to myself and the world in a way that matters, in a way that I deeply care about. So these practices are very simple. 
Watch the breath move in and out from the body. Feel the body connected with gravity to the earth below. But it really takes time and dedication to experience the riches that these practices begin to unfold in our lives. We start to understand better endless layers of tangled complexity within our own selves. And in some ways, it's totally appropriate that learning mindfulness is often compared to learning to stand in a fire. It's the fire of our own hurts, our own wounds, that we finally start to learn how to meet in a way that makes things better and not worse. It's really sweet when we start feeling that old, familiar, tight, knotted internal tangle to begin to untangle and release. When I first started practicing mindfulness, I remember having this very distinct feeling that someone had finally handed me the training manual to living in this body. And it's really beautiful to me to combine mindfulness practice with neuroscience insights. For me, the neuroscience insights can be very liberating ways of understanding how we humans get so easily trapped in our suffering due to our evolutionary survival system simply misfiring in ways that hurt us and lead us to hurt others. We can actually begin to understand these shared human wirings and patterns related to just even the smallest day-to-day -day irritations, as well as our true life crises and the crises faced by our world. Understanding the shared interrelatedness of survival reactivities makes the world a much less confusing place to live. Makes my body a much less confusing place to live. So with this practice, not only do we begin to see into the reactivities, but we can also begin to see that there is a way out of these reactivities that is attainable and available to us. One other thing I think is really important about use of this word mindfulness is to note that this is a human quality, not something that belongs to any one religion, philosophy, or system. I've met three people in my life who have opened in this sort of path to a degree that has revealed something different to me about our birthright of being human. And these three people came from very different backgrounds, one Catholic, one Buddhist, and one, my guess, was Hindu. So these people for me, was very fortunate to spend time with Mother Teresa, to meet Thich Nhat Hanh, and to meet a man in Kolkata who gave me a gift beyond all measure about what it means to be 
truly at peace and ease in being human. What I remember most vividly about being with all three was this felt palpable presence of compassion, of acceptance, of grace. And what I'm now learning is to open my eyes to so many ways. There are small moments of that all around, available all the time. So I want to look at the root of one last word, healing. The root of the word healing comes from wholeness. So ultimately, mindfulness is a path back to our wholeness. No matter if we access it from a neuroscience perspective, from a secular mindfulness perspective, or a spiritual awareness perspective, or a religious perspective it inevitably leads to a place of understanding our interbeing, our interrelatedness, and our interdependence. Our wholeness with all that is around us and within. It begins to inevitably reveal how ultimately our deepest, truest healing comes from healing that rift of thinking that we are somehow separate from everything and everyone around us. When we can begin to see across this rift, we can start to know the wholeness of being home, right where we are, with things exactly as they are we can know a true refuge that is available in any moment of life. So I want to finish with a poem from Thich Nhat Hanh called, Please Call Me By My True Names. Don't say that I will depart tomorrow. Even today, I am still arriving. Look deeply. Every second, I am arriving to be a bud on a spring branch, to be a tiny bird with still fragile wings, learning to sing in my new nest, to be a caterpillar in the heart of a flower, to be a jewel hiding itself in a stone. I still arrive in order to laugh and to cry, to fear and to hope, The rhythm of my heart is the birth and death of all that is alive. I am a mayfly metamorphosing on the surface of the river. I am the bird that swoops down to swallow the mayfly. I am a frog swimming happily in the clear water of the pond. And I am the grass snake that silently feeds itself on the frog. I am the child in Uganda, all skin and bones, my legs as thin as bamboo sticks. And I am the arms merchant selling deadly weapons to Uganda. I am the 12-year-old girl, refugee on a small boat, who throws herself into the ocean after being raped by a sea pirate. And I am also the pirate my heart not yet capable of seeing and loving. 
I am a member of the Politburo with plenty of power in my hands. And I am the man who has to pay his debt of blood to my people, dying slowly in a forced labor camp. My joy is like spring, so warm, it makes flowers bloom all over the earth. My pain is like a river of tears, so vast it fills the four oceans. Please call me by my true names so I can hear all my cries and laughter at once. So I can see that my joy and pain are one. Please call me by my true names so I can wake up and the door of my heart could be left open, the door of compassion. Thank you.